right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. We're awaiting a news conference from Sean McDermott and select members of the Buffalo Bills, but I'd like to talk to you in the meantime. A lot has happened today, including uh, the NFL is going to tell us its decision tomorrow as far as the seeding ramifications of the suspended game that is not going to be made up should be no later than tomorrow and whatever the NFL decides will please absolutely no one it's a no-win situation for the NFL let's go to Bob in Corfu you're on WBEN Robert I just wanted to uh, say that uh, I know how this family's feeling because we went through a similar situation with my son I don't know if I can mention the the university or the hospitals. Um, well, I mean, I, I, it would probably it would probably suffice to say he was playing college football. Uh, no, high school football. But it, it, at anyways, uh, he had no heart rate for 13 minutes. He was watching a, a game with his buddies, and he just uh, basically fell out for no reason at all. The kids were lifeguards, five of them. They sprung into action immediately, gave him CPR, moved furniture out of the way, dialed EMS. Uh, he was put in, in uh, a chilled saline solution to bring his core body temperature down to preserve his brain. Right. And then it was mercy flighted to one of our regional medical centers here, and um, he's in his 30s today. He was 19 at the time. He has a defibrillator and a... Um, for the rest of his life, but he's uh, alive and well and doing great. Uh, he has an ICD, an implanted cardiac has, defibrillator. Uh, yes. What happened was he um, he was diagnosed with long QT syndrome. QT is a measure on time on a EKG, and uh, type three it's called. I don't know what really what that means, but he had a heart condition. He played sports his entire life. Uh, Little League right on and we had no indication that there was anything wrong. This came out of the blue. And I'm going to bet that he never had an EKG done until his cardiac event. Not at his age, no. There would be no reason to. Right. Well, uh, we have to go to Sean McDermott's news conference on WBEN. Mar Hamlin, um, whom we love, it's about his... His parents, uh, Mario and Nina, and their extended family. Uh, we continue to pray for them during this time. Uh, and DeMar uh, is and, and remains our number one concern. Um, I'd like to thank a number of people. We'd like to thank a number of people. Uh, before we get into your questions, as uh, there have been so many people involved uh, in DeMar's situation, and uh, if we leave somebody out, uh, we apologize. Um, first, I'd like to thank the first responders on the field this past Monday evening and the medical teams of the Bills, the Bengals, and the staff, doctors, and nurses um, at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center for their work uh, and their care. Terry Pagula, the Buffalo Bills staff, coaches, and players, as well as their families who have all been affected and impacted by this situation, uh, the amount of faith, hope, and love that we saw on display over the last three days has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, I'd also like to thank the entire Bill, uh, excuse me, Bengals organization, uh, their ownership, and specifically Zach Taylor, his staff, uh, and their players 
and, and going above and beyond and handling the situation the way that they, that they did. Um, the officiating crew that was on the field, led by Sean Smith, uh, and the way that they handled that situation with extreme poise and compassion um, certainly helped um, in the minutes that um, that situation unfolded on the field in the minutes after as well. Uh, both Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent and their leadership from the league office as well as the NFL Players Association and Don Davis. Uh, fans of both the Bills and the Bengals along with the many other uh, fans and organizations that we've heard from uh, over the last three days. And then I'd also like to thank you, the media, uh, for your respect and, and privacy and compassion again over the last three days as we've dealt with this situation and going forward as well. Um, finally, and, and just as important as anything, is glory to God for, um, for his keeping DeMar and his family in the palm of his hand over the last couple of days and his healing powers. Uh, with that, I'll turn it over to you. Sean, listening to uh, the doctors today um, that we were able to talk to on that Zoom call, updating the progress you've made, particularly over the last 24 hours, how encouraging is that? And, and Josh, you can jump in here too. What's your reaction as you, as you hear that? Yeah, very encouraging. Uh, we've been getting uh, incremental updates. Um, and Brandon uh, and Nate, Brandon being uh, and Nate Bresky, Nate being our head trainer, uh, as well as to Bonnie. Uh, Richard stayed behind uh, in Cincinnati at the hospital. They've been there the whole time. And um, so my hat goes off to them as well. And, and uh, uh, But they've been giving us updates, or uh, DeMar's doctors have been giving uh, our doctors updates, uh, Dr. Bissan here in town. And then the updates have flowed basically through either Brandon uh, and Nate or Dr. Bissan or directly from DeMar's doctors. And uh, the news has been very encouraging as, as we all are up to date at this point and uh, just extremely grateful. Josh, what can you say about the leadership of your head coach when this happened and DeMar collapsed and ultimately deciding this game should not be played? Yeah, um, the way he handled it was he, he was a perfect man in that situation to handle that that type of situation. I, I can't say enough about what he did, what he said to us in the locker room. Um, obviously just a, a, a dire circumstance that nobody's expecting, nobody's ready for. There's nothing that you can train about doing. Like You can never put yourself in that situation until it happens. Um, and I want to thank our, I know Coach mentioned it earlier, but our training staff for going out there, not knowing what's going on, but going through a checklist, working as a, a single cell symbiote, like saving his life, you know, and is being on that field. It, <clears throat> you, know, you, you you lose sleep, you hurt for your brother, um, a lot of shared grief. But to the question before, getting updates and positive updates eases so much of that, that pain and that tension that you feel. But Coach handled it as, as perfect as anybody could. Josh Allen. You personally, but even your teammates as well, the level of fear that you were facing when you were – because it was clear you guys knew what was going on. 
Can you maybe share maybe some of the level of fear you guys have? Yeah. Um, I don't typically like using emotion to answer questions, uh, but, yeah, like the the scene just replays over and over in your head, and there's, again, it's hard to answer that question and actually describe how, you know, I felt, how my teammates felt in that moment. It's something we'll never forget, but to know that DeMar is he's doing okay, and I know there's still a lot of, a lot of things and, and stuff that he has to process and continue to go through um, to get back to, to himself. We're just, again, we heard that news this morning, and there's nothing that, that could have been told to us to bring our day down. You know, we're extremely happy for him and his family. Um, you know, we just want to, we just want to lo- love up on him, you know, so the next chance we get, I don't know when it's going to be, if we, if we get to see him anytime soon, man, it's going to be awesome. Sean, 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 can you give a version, your version of the conversation you had with Zach Taylor where he said, uh, he quoted you as saying, you had to be with your guy at the hospital, if you could just, you know, pick it up from Yeah, him. you know, I caught a little bit of that and, and um, you know, just very appreciative of Zach, and I'll start there. I mean, Zach, the NFL is such a competitive league, and, and, and games are so competitive. You spend all week Sean right, preparing to, to beat each other. And as fast, and Josh can attest to this, as that was unfolding in those situations, it's, as Josh alluded to, you never you, – you prepare for things to go wrong in the game as you visualize the game unfolding just so you're ready, but they're not of that nature, right? They're on the field. They're schematic challenges and whatnot. And, um, and so as competitive as this league is, um, Zach quickly – uh, recognize the situation and, and when you can engage with the opposing coach and he and you and, and Zach and I were on the same page so so quickly there um, it was amazing that how how compassionate Zach was and his players um, you know his I'm jumping ahead here Vic but the, their captains came down to our locker room and met with our team and, and captains and um, just just an amazing um, show of of compassion, empathy, love, um, and it's it's just so amazing because minutes before that, you know, they were we were going at each other, and um, and so my hat goes off to Zach and, and the Bengals, as I've said before. But um, so it, it unfolded so quickly, um, and things have happened so quickly since that point in time. Um, with balancing everything that we're we're balancing, um, I really haven't thought back clearly about the step, you know, in the steps in order. But I do, you know, when Zach said that, I do recall it. I'd forgotten that, but it brought it back to my mind that um, I, I after after we after Demar got loaded into the ambulance, um, I remember thinking to myself, we're going to need some time. Um, we being the Bills, at least, and we're so conditioned to uh, a player is taken off the field who is injured um, to right to going right back into you know that mode, and um, and so um, I said to Sean Smith, I said, hey, we're going to need some some time here, and again, he was he was tremendous, and um, and then 
I remember going back to our sideline, had a conversation with Leslie Frazier, and I can't even remember what Leslie said, um, but he was a help as well. And, and then um, I went back to Sean and, uh, and said, I don't, feel, I don't feel good about this and, uh, or something to that effect. And then he, uh, he came back. Uh, he was going to go talk to Zach. Zach comes over, I think, as Zach has recounted since that point in time. And then, um, and then the league was involved. And, and so we went back to the – and the league helped in this way as well, saying, hey, it's okay to go back in your locker rooms um, and so we headed that direction, and uh, and then the time, the way things uh, unfolded from from there was really we were in the front of our locker room, not quite out uh, in the hallway at that point, but uh, having conversations amongst ourselves. Um, I think I went in and addressed the team, and just felt like overall it was going to be really hard to put them back out there, but I wanted to give them the option to go back out there if they wanted to and um, and led by Josh and the and a couple of the other captains they decided not to go back out there and um, and so going then from our locker room out our doors to the hallway where Sean and the, the rest of the official officiating crew uh, as well as Donna Ponte from the league they were there you know making sure that they were there for us and and then and then Zach also walked down outside of our locker room um, and I'm not sure what was covered on television or not so um, and then again the follow-up conversation that needed to happen uh, ensued right there outside of our locker room. Sean McDermott, Josh Allen News Conference. Focus on mental health is the question. Yeah, um, fair question. It's, um, you know, mental health is real. And, um, you know, I think as a coach and as, uh, as leaders of organizations, um, you know, um, number one, Terry Pagula does a great job of, of leading in that regard for us. Um, and but the job description of a coach is not just coaching X's and O's. And it's, it's um, much more than that. And so, um, you know, the health, to me, the health and, and well-being of, of your staff and your players um, is the number one job of, of a coach in this situation. And so that includes mental health. Sean and Josh, can you follow up on that? Was there, I, uh, the media has spoken about you uh, uh, admiringly about your approach to mental health this week. Can you talk about whether there was any formal, um, I guess I'm thinking like the equivalent of grief counseling or anything formal for the team or resources that were made available to them this week? Question for yes, Josh. Yes, um, uh, we, we provided, um, we have already in-house um, staff that that is their um, main responsibility um, to not only the players but also the staff and then in this case we were able to add additional uh, counselors uh, when we when we arrived back here on uh, a Tuesday morning uh, we, we, were, we weren't supposed to 
have a mandatory meeting or any function that day as a quote-unquote player's day off, mandatory, but uh, we scheduled a 12 o'clock team meeting and um, um, had additional counselors on hand to to help in that regard, um, generally to the overall team, but then in breakout sessions from there, if need be. question about Sunday's game. Yeah, um, when we, when, when DeMar's father spoke to us, um, again, the days have, have blended together here. So today is Thursday. So yesterday, uh, DeMar's father spoke to the team and um, really his message was um, the team needs to get back to um, focusing on the goals that they had set for themselves, DeMar would have wanted it that way, and I'm paraphrasing. And so um, that includes our game against New England this week. And I think that that has helped. And, uh, and then again, today, the news today, as Josh alluded to, uh, was, a, was a big, was a huge help uh, to getting us back to focused um, on, on the game this weekend. Yeah, and I'd say from a player's view, hearing Mario talk to us, the words of encouragement that he had for us. Um, and I had the chance actually to, to talk to him Monday night. And the only thing he said was, my son's going to be all right. Coach, like, um, how, um, no other coach has experienced what you were part of on, on Monday night. Uh, how was it for you to keep your players level with their emotions while you dealt with your emotions at that moment? Yeah, I mean, I'm... You know, what I did, and, and listen, this is not about me. This is about DeMar and his family, and that's why I started the way I did. Um, I really feel like I did what anybody else would have done. Um, and, and so when you're in those situations, you just react. And um, when you prepare for a game, the game can slow down because you've prepared for the game and you visualized it ahead of time. In this case, I can tell you it was moving very slowly, at the beginning, just as we were, as Demar was on the field, um, it was time was just um, creeping by as we were trying to get a response to where you know how he was doing, and then um, from that point on, it moved very very quickly in terms of us trying to get to a decision and do the right thing. And I think that's really what it really comes down to is just trying to do the right thing for everyone involved. little difficult to answer that question. Um, I think for every person, it's going to be a little different. I think putting that helmet back on today was a really good thing for our, our team and just to to kind of go through that process. Um, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't say, you know, some people are going to be changed forever, you know, after being on the field and, and witnessing that and, and feeling those emotions. Um, but again, the best way that we can continue to move forward, obviously, the updates that we keep getting on DeMar really lift our spirits, leaning on each other, um, talking to each other. You know, we've had some, some very open and honest and deep talks, some unbelievable, uh, it sounds weird, but embraces as men, just hugging somebody and actually leaning into them. There's been a lot of that going around, and you need every bit of it. You, you really do. And again, I think. The fact that we just keep hearing good news about DeMar, it, it just keeps pushing us forward. You mentioned how 
Mario's words have helped you get move forward. Obviously, the word of him being awake and seems like he's going to be okay obviously gets you much closer to calm. Why do you have to play Sunday? I will, I'll I'll say I'm not on the field playing, um, and I think there is a, a little bit of a different dimension when you're actually out there playing. Uh, in particular because of what, what Josh was referring to. Um, I feel strongly um, that as, as his dad, as, as Mario uh, mentioned to us, that this is what DeMar um, would have wanted and wants. And um, we owe that, and this is my opinion and my take on it, uh, we owe that to DeMar and we owe that to his family. Do you think this is what the NFL should want? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. Josh, uh, here... Yeah, his dad said the first thing that he's going to ask when he wakes up is who won the game, <laughs> and sure enough, that's what he did, man. And uh, as teammates, you you love hearing that response. That the first thing on his mind wasn't, you know, poor me. It was how are my teammates doing? Did we win this game? And that's powerful in itself, man. And I don't think people really understand the bond and the relationship and the brotherhood that you have as an NFL team, especially this one here. Guys love each other, and we really do. Um, and for, you know, obviously DeMar to go through that and to come out on the other side and still, again, just think about his teammates, that's, that's DeMar. That's who he is, though. Well, I'm a, I'm a Christian man to begin with, and I'm not afraid to say that. And um, I know that when you're trying to do um, do good things or great things, that sometimes you come across opposition. Um, I'll leave that part of it there. And how do I know that we'll be able to overcome um, is we have to, um, just like um, we've done many times before in this city and the people of Western New York that have dealt with what they've dealt with. Um, that's what you do. And um, I've never been around a, a city or a region like this that is so in sync, team, uh, their teams and, and, and the fan base. And um, I mean that. And I know this is Josh's only team since he's been in the NFL, but I, I'm sure he would echo the same thing. And um, this is what Western New York and, and, and the fans of the Buffalo Bills, this is what we do. Josh, you can only speak for yourself. Um, you obviously are a leader on this team, but the images of you and a lot of your teammates after that happened, I mean, they're powerful. How do you personally feel impacted by what you saw? Moving forward, playing football. Yeah. Um, just a lot of a lot of things going through the mind, obviously on the field, and didn't grasp, I guess, the reality of it until you, you start hearing things from the medical team. And again, the the weight that has been lifted on myself and everybody else's shoulders, obviously after hearing the updates. But I, uh, it, it's, it was tough. It, it is tough. Um, 
to know that this is a game that we play and we're able to, you know, put all of our emotions and off the field stuff away. Lisa, that was a happy song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sean, while I'm everyone's laughing at me, um, we've come to learn that, that Denny Killington was the person yeah. who delivered the CPR. Can you maybe share a thought about his performance, basically? Um, again, amazing. Um, you know, to give it context to some extent, Denny is um, one of our assistant trainers. Um, uh, Nate Bresky is our head trainer, and so um, just like anything else, that whole team, our medical team, they, they, go, th they go through their exercise, uh, mock exercises for things like this, but we uh, are never around to see that when they do that. And um, as they say, practice pays off, and, and it did in this case, but again, the context of it, for, for an assistant to find himself at that position and needing to take the action that he did and step up and take charge like he did, and there were others on the field as well, um, um, is nothing short of amazing. And the courage that that took, um, like that is, you talk about a, um, a real leader, a real hero, um, and saving DeMar's life and um, just uh, admire his strength. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a big social media person. Uh, Josh did, did share something with me. Uh, via text that he saw today, earlier today, and um, and I looked at it, and it was, uh, maybe you've seen it, it's about what maybe DeMar's mom is going to share with him when he, <clears throat> when he wakes up, and um, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's amazing to to know the impact that this has had on um, so many of so many people, and for now, Demar to be awake and <clears throat> his mom to be able to share that with him is—it's incredible. Josh, what do you think the moment is going to be like when you're first able to talk? I mean, obviously, tell him how much we love him as a team. Um, he's a kid that walks around the facility that you never see in a bad mood. He's always upbeat. He just wants to go out there and play football. And yeah, it's it, we're looking forward to that. We're not really sure when when we're going to be able to see him. But there's I know there's some talks about trying to whether it's next week or the week after, whatever whatever the case may be. We're we're chomp at the bit to get down there and see him. Individual, 
And you also have people on your staff who can help you do that as well, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think we opened up uh, Tuesday at that meeting with, with the uh, entire team that everyone's going to handle this um, in their own way and have respect for each other um, that in, in that regard that um, everyone's going to deal with it in their own in their own way so um, but having the counselors I've been able to have some dialogue and communication with some of the other NFL head coaches who have been through traumatic events obviously none you know not one is exactly like this um, but they've been great from Joe Gibbs to Mike Tomlin uh, Romeo Cornell, um, I know a couple of our coaches uh, have spoken with um, Marvin Lewis as well. So that, uh, albeit unfortunate, those situations that have come up have been um, good resources for us and uh, will continue to be. Sean McDermott, Josh Allen News Conference. Um, again, this isn't about me. Um, I appreciate you asking, Josh. I'm, um, I'm human just like anybody else, and um, there's been moments, as, as we just had, um, that, are, that it, it um, overwhelms you, and um, it's, it's come up uh, more than a couple times for me at different points in time. Um, so... Um, but like like anybody else, um, I need to be able to have a, enough self-awareness to know when I need a break and when I need to um, seek out a counselor um, uh, as well. So that's that I don't think I think it's important to know that that's not a sign of weakness. If anything, that's a sign of strength, um, and people need to know that out there. Josh, to the question about the counseling issue that this team has gotten. You're, you know the inherent risks of this game, not only just you, but your teammates. How, how much in those discussions, because this is such an extraordinary thing that we all witnessed and, and the terror that was on yours and teammates' faces, does it change anything about that idea of the risk of going back on that field, knowing something like this, which you probably never fathomed could happen? Yeah, and it's hard not to let it be you know, creep into your mind. Um, you know, we've been reassured this this is the freakiest of freak accidents, and it took the worst possible timing for this to happen. Um, but, again, the mental aspect of it, going out on that field, if you have that, that thought, you know, that's putting yourself at risk even more, putting your teammates at risk even more. And I know Coach is going to do a good job, and he's been doing a great job about making sure guys understand that and understand, you know, mentally, like you have to be bought in too. Um, but, you know, as, again, like as Coach alluded to, as humans, it's hard to not feel that way. And um, But just to know that, again, the track record of the league and, and obviously there's injuries and that's, that's part of the sport. And this is the worst possible case scenario you can ever think of. And, uh, again, we're just... We're just happy tomorrow's all right. Again, he's in the locker room. He is the happiest dude. You know, we play basketball. 
a little knockout before walkthroughs on Saturdays. Uh, he's got a good shot on him. Um, <laughs> but the, again, I, I couldn't ever tell you a story of where he was upset and brought it into the building. You just never saw him down. He was always positive. Again, and I know he switched to number three and, and the power of three. This is the third day since Monday night happened. Um, and again, I'm a big, big believer in the prayer. You know, keep praying for him. Um, being surrounded by a, a fantastic medical team. Again, our our training staff responding the way, the way they did. I mean, it all had to be pretty perfect from what we were told for him to have a chance and to know that you know he's going to continue to get better. Um, we had to still keep praying for him and uh, just got to get him back here. Canceling aftermath. Well, how much does it matter that the NFL cancels that game? Because it just seems like it doesn't seem like much in the aftermath of what, what has happened. No. Um, I it's it it pales in comparison to what unfolded and, and we're talking about human life and that's I mean, that's the most important thing. We talked in the locker room uh, after um, after we went into the locker room and I, we brought that up and said, you know, the ramifications could be X, um, knowing who was playing that night and what's with the seating and all that. Um, but it was overwhelmingly in favor of doing the right thing for DeMar and for the players in the locker room uh, on both sides, not just the Bills, but also the Bengals. And uh, felt strongly about that and still do. Well, I'll start. Um, I do. Yeah, I, I do as well. I mean, the news we, we, we received today in particular was, was a huge lift. Um, and again, I, I, I'm, I respect these guys are the ones on the field playing. I'm standing on the sideline, Dana, so it's, it's, it's different for me. There's an added dimension for them on the field. So um, I'll just yield to Josh, and you can explain. Yeah. But, Again, Mario talking to us as a team and the things that he, he kind of told us and really didn't tell us, he demanded us. You know, and you, you can't not honor his, his request to go out there and charge forward, you know, to the best of our abilities. And obviously we'll be playing with, I guess, less heavy hearts now, um, knowing that, you know, today's news was a lot of, a lot of tears of joy, I'll tell you that. Um, but to know that that's that's what he wants, that's what his dad wants. I think guys are uh, excited to get out there. Josh, you've been here for several years, experienced many live atmospheres with the fans. Just based on their support that they've shown via social media and otherwise, what do you expect the atmosphere to be like if you do indeed take the field on Sunday? Yeah, a lot of a lot of three jerseys, three signs. Um, you know, 
it'll, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a little surreal uh, to be obviously at home last week of the season. Um, yeah, we're, obviously there's some stuff that we need to still talk about as a team and get through, but uh, going to have a good, good week of practice. And the last couple of days have obviously been tough, but they've been better. And we just got to keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean, um, knowing our fan base and 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 the connection that we have and that they have with us, um, a I think it's going to be very emotional for everyone in the stadium, um, and b I think it's going to be unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, and we're going to have to balance some of that, you know, in order to perform the way we need to perform. Um, but um, we've spent a, a, a number of games this season away, um, kind of ironically enough. And um, this is this is going to be really good timing, if there is good timing in any of this, for us to be home finally and uh, in front of our fans. Josh, Josh you talked a, a lot about how close this team is, and we see it all the time. But what has this week been like in terms of guys being there for each other? Like, how have you seen your teammates and, or maybe something you've done to be there for a guy? Like, what has that looked like between you and your teammates this week? Yeah, I mean, again, I think everybody handles, you know, tough situations differently. Um, some guys need to be alone. Some guys need to be loved up on. Um, some guys just need to be around people. And, and some guys need to talk about it. And there's so many different ways that I saw that happening, whether it was in the locker room. Um, I opened my home and I had, had guys over. I just sent out, hey, anybody come over. We're going to pray. Um, we're going to decompress a little bit. Um, and that, that, was, that was good to get guys back. And for the first time in a few days, some guys actually smiled a little bit and like knew, obviously, we were getting updates and, and trusting what we were being told. Um, by the doctors and, and Nate and Bean, um, but just a, a good chance for guys to, to be around each other and, again, just having some worship um, for DeMar and, and his family. Josh, it's been emotional. You know, it could have been tragic, right? But do you personally or the team collectively have thought about now how this would inspire you and not just be good for the offense? I mean, uh, yeah. We, we've talked about it. Obviously, like we want to, we want to go out there and play for three, and um, it'll be a, a huge driving force, and and the emotion and, and the love of the game that we play um, with and for each other. Um, hopefully, we can get them back soon. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Thank you. I also, I, I do want to say one more thing, um, and I, I do. I haven't reached out to to T. I hope that you know he got some relief today and. I don't know. I, I saw some stuff on Twitter, and um, people should not be attacking him whatsoever. And I'm glad that Demar's family came out and said that. And I hopefully he found some some relief today because again, that's that's a football play, um, and I hope that he doesn't hold that upon himself because again, there's nothing else that he could have done in that situation. So uh, I just wanted to say that too. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, by the way, DeMar Hamlin, uh, the Buffalo Bills, this is a story from when he signed up. The Buffalo Bills and DeMar Hamlin agreed to a four-year, 
$3,600,000 contract, a $160,000 signing bonus, $160,000 in guaranteed funds, and a $910,000 yearly salary are all included in his agreement. His base pay in 2022 will be $800,025. So that is uh, the situation with him. And uh, is is it worth it to be where he is right now? Um, I would say no. He probably would have a different uh, a different opinion on that. By the way, what's really interesting too is the charity. Uh, his charity is now over seven million dollars. So the charity that Demar started actually has more money than he will have if the Bills uh, honor the contract. Um, and I don't know what they do in a situation if a, if a player is physically unable to honor the contract because of an on-field injury. I don't know if that negates the contract. I, I just I have no idea. Not that anybody is thinking about that right now, but I just thought it was interesting that uh, the generosity of people – uh, raising over $7 million for DeMar's charity is actually more than DeMar was signed for by the Buffalo Bills, which is uh, pretty amazing in terms of uh, people caring. Now, coming up at some point, and it is supposed to be around 4.30 this afternoon, we're going to hear a news conference from Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott, as well as selected Buffalo Bills players. And obviously... Uh, we want to know exactly uh, what uh, Sean McDermott uh, has to say about the uh, news conference from earlier today. I'm quite sure the Bills knew everything, or they, I'm quite sure that they knew everything that was going to be said before it was said, at least in terms of the specifics that were given uh, of uh, uh, Damar Hamlin. But the uh, we, we carried the news conference from University of Cincinnati live on News Radio 930 WBEN. If you have any takeaways from that news conference, uh, that would be totally fine by me. If there's something you heard that made you encouraged, something you heard that made you discouraged, I would like to know. 803-0930, star 930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. And I think uh, the thing that just stands out to me, and uh, I literally laughed out loud when the doctor said this, that when DeMar awakened, his first question was, who won or did we win? Words to that effect. Now, most of us, if we had awakened in a strange city, with strange doctors around us, with a breathing tube in our throat, probably would have asked, what happened to me? DeMar asked if the team had won the game. So, of course I laughed, uh, because that just shows you the kind of competitive spirit uh, that is with these guys who do make the National Football League. And that's one of the reasons I say, even knowing that they're probably going to live seven fewer years than their cohort they would still, I think, do exactly what they do for a living. Um, and again, that's an average, but it's, uh, it, it, is, it is what it is um, over a uh, considerable period of time. Uh, but that was, uh, that, was great. That, that was great to hear. And you're saying, well, if you had a breathing tube in, how can he communicate? 
Well, that's a good question. He has a breathing tube in. He's communicating by writing notes using a clipboard, pen, and paper, and communicating with his family, nurses, and doctors, which is great. That is terrific. It's got to be a tremendous relief to his family because when you're looking at somebody, and I'm sure that most of you have been in this situation, when you're looking at somebody you love in a hospital and they cannot communicate, you would do anything to know what they want or what they need at that moment. And the fact that DeMar is able to communicate things to people caring for him and who love him um, is one less eh, one less stone on the weight that they're carrying right now. So that was uh, the best part of the news conference, I think, for a lot of people. I don't know if that was your best part of the news conference as far as your takeaway. Um, what I, I didn't like, and again, I don't know why, uh, but the, there were two doctors who were in on the conference call with the media. One identified herself as a cardiologist. The other was an MD of uh, some specialty, could be a GP, I don't know. But they asked specific questions, and the cardiologist asked a specific question about um, was uh, an electrocardiograph done um and they didn't, the doctors doing the news conference, did not answer specific questions about whether there was uh, an underlying um, heart issue with DeMar. And if there was an underlying heart issue with DeMar, um, what may have caused it? What might have brought it on? Because these guys are screened so thoroughly before before you lay out $3 million bucks for somebody, you want to make sure you know what you're getting. I mean, it just it just makes sense. So they go through a very uh, exhaustive um, physical screening by the Bills medical uh, staff. So is this uh, something that just suddenly arose? Um, I know I'm, every day I check my email and I've got uh, the contingent of people saying it was the vaccine. It was the booster. It was the vaccine. Um, OK, you know what? I know people who never had AFib before and they got the vaccine and now they have AFib. Um, I don't particularly like the idea of mandatory vaccines. I will not be getting a booster for the vaccine, but I cannot sit here and say, yes, you're right. The vaccine caused what happened the other night. I tend to believe that the most logical explanation is exactly what the doctors have been saying on the outside, even though DeMar's doctors are not saying specifically um, what caused it. They don't know. It needs further study. But this uh, commotio uh, cortis th- situation where your chest takes a massive impact just at the right moment in the heart's rhythmic cycle um, is probably what led to it. Um, but you know, again, every every single day I check my email. It's the vaccine. It's the vaccine. It's the, look. I get it. A lot of you don't like the vaccine. A lot of you don't trust the vaccine. And frankly, I'm not a big fan of the vaccine myself. I was vaxxed. I will not be boosted. And the reason I will not go through and have a booster shot done. Uh, number one, I've had COVID. Um, so I would like to think that I've got some natural immunity to some serious case of COVID in the future. Number two, um, never before and only since the vaccine, uh, do I have an issue with edema in my legs. Okay. 
uh, which actually is going to need surgical intervention. It's a very minor surgery. If there is such a thing, it's not a big deal. I don't need thoughts and prayers on this one, guys. I really don't. But I never had an issue with edema in my life, not even right after the heart attack that I have an issue with edema, and I get this vaccine. Suddenly my feet swell up like balloons, and my legs um, have some have some swelling issues. Uh, really? I'm sure it was just a coincidence, had nothing to do with the vaccine. But I I, I cannot sit here and say, yes, everybody's saying it was the vaccine. You're absolutely right. I have no clue. I have no clue. Now, I suppose you might ask the question, and again, I'm, you know what, I'm not. I'm not a doctor, nor am I a lawyer. But I, I would like to see his baseline EKG and have some doctor interpret it for me uh, before his vaccination and what his baseline EKG is now, if, in fact, one preceded the vaccination and the other followed the vaccination. Now, that would be interesting. Can you show that he had one rhythm before the vaccine and another rhythm after the vaccine? That would be interesting. Uh, but I can't, I can't sit here and say, I cannot go along with those of you who are saying it was the vaccine to the exclusion of all other possibilities. It was the vaccine. I can't say that. I think it would be really irresponsible. But I would like the doctors to uh, take a look at every possible situation. And I, I hope that at some point, once the doctors are able to do all the tests they need to do um, on his heart, on his brain, I hope that they're able to uh, uh, divulge uh, exactly what the situation uh, was with DeMar. Was it simple as Camotius Cordis? Was it that simple? Or does he now have uh, a situation where his heart is not in proper rhythm? And if his heart is not in proper rhythm, well, what caused the arrhythmia? And I'd need to have that explained to all of us by a doctor because I don't know. But if you're going to send me an email about he, he, he's in the hospital because of the vaccine, believe me, I've got that email about 500 times over. No need to send me an email, okay? No need to send it to me. Yes, I have, I have friends, people I know who never had AFib before the vaccine, and suddenly they have AFib. And what, 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 what changed as far as a variable? The vaccine is what changed. That was the new introduc- uh, int- newly introduced thing into their body that suddenly they got AFib just like I suddenly got edema. So, look, I've gotten your emails. I'm aware of your concerns. And at the proper time, maybe we'll get answers uh, to, these, to these questions. Yes, I'm aware that other athletes have uh, collapsed on the field or the pitch of play. But if you go back and you look through history, you'll see that other athletes, the same thing happened to them a long time before the COVID pandemic or the COVID um, vaccine. Uh, it just, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know how to explain it. Um, one of the, actually, uh, several of the uh, uh, news organizations um, yesterday did float the idea that the Bills-Patriots game um, might actually be postponed. I don't know if the, they've given that any consideration at the National Football League. Uh, ESPN uh, has reported the following in recent um, posts. Encouraging reports continue to emerge about Buffalo Bill safety DeMar Hamlin, who the team said is making steady progress and appears to be neurologically intact. 
People in and around the game are thrilled with such updates about Hamlin, who suffered cardiac arrest during Monday night's NFL game against the Bengals. University of Cincinnati Medical Center doctors said today that he has been able to communicate with them and family members in writing. As Hamlin recovers, speculation continues about how the National Football League will handle the seeding of the AFC playoff field. Speaking on ESPN's Thursday morning edition of Get Up, the network's Adam Schefter shared two scenarios he believes the NFL will consider. I don't believe the league, under most circumstances, is going to wind up replaying that game. Now we get into the fact, okay, well, how does the league handle this? And there are many ideas that the league is kicking around. And they now can go into overdrive knowing that the doctors feel encouraged about DeMar Hamlin and where he's at in his recovery a few days after the tragic circumstances of Monday night. So when we go inside headquarters at Park Avenue, New York City, let me present a couple of scenarios I think are under consideration and discussion. And I think they're a little bit different than a lot of people um, would have thought. And then uh, he goes into uh, additional uh, speculation uh, in a part of the article that I simply can't access because I it's behind I think it's behind a paywall. But anyway, uh, the Bills Bengals game is not going to be replayed. Um, we know that, and uh, that uh, piece of information. Uh, let's see, that information came from. Uh, let me just uh, get here. Uh, that is actually from. Uh, Odyssey.com and the Sky 97.3. AP sources, NFL will not resume Bills-Bengals game. The National Football League will not resume the Bills-Bengals game that was suspended Monday night after Buffalo safety DeMar Hamlin had his uh, situation. Uh, Two NFL sources spoke with the AP anonymously because the league is still figuring out how to determine playoff seedings and scheduling. The NFL Players Association must approve changes. Hamlin has shown what physicians treating him are calling remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours, uh, three days after the 24-year-old had to be resuscitated on the field. The Bills-Bengals game had major playoff implications. Buffalo entered Monday night needing a win to maintain the AFC's number one seed. Kansas City Chiefs now hold that spot. The Bengals had a chance to earn that top seed with two more wins and a loss by the Chiefs. The league is considering various scenarios. A decision is expected no later than tomorrow. Seedings could be determined by winning percentage. In that case, the Chiefs remain in the top spot with a victory over the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday. The uh, Bills lost a thrilling overtime game at Kansas City in the divisional round last year. Do you really need to remind us? Uh, They beat the Chiefs 24-20 in Kansas City in October to earn a tiebreaker advantage for the number one seed and home advantage through uh, the playoffs. And uh, there's much more uh, to this piece on the uh, Odyssey website, uh, but we should have something from the National Football League regarding uh, the games uh, and the uh, the playoff seedings uh, by no later than tomorrow. And people are able to talk about that now because of the encouraging news uh, about Mr. Hamlin. It, does, it, it appears as though he's going to survive his ordeal. To what extent he's going to have functionality, uh, obviously we don't know. Don't know if the doctors know at this point.